0: hello good people of the internet uh yeah it's time to move on it's time to move forward it's actually "gots to move on is a bad title for this but whatever i'm gonna leave it maybe i'll change it to gots to move forward You gots to move forward you just gotta um what do i mean i just launched over the weekend the alpine morph plugin um this is something i don't know if you saw my tweet or not it's something that i think nobody cares about (laughs) i think i shouldn't say that i think the average alpine user doesn't care because the average alpine user probably won't be using it um so there's that and i realize this more more stuff is one of those things that it's a huge part of my life obviously i talk about it a lot because um it's kind of it's at the core of livewire and it's been something that I've wrestled with for a long time. And, and you know, that I've developed my own version and all this stuff. So it's important to me. And I forget that it's not important to anybody else on the surface, at least. And so like, I, I was showing my friend Mitch, this, uh this plugin, and a few whatever, and like the breakpoint thing that I made and whatnot. And he's just like, like, and he gets Live wire and Alpine. Like if anybody gets it, it's Mitch. He's helped me develop a lot of it. He's the guy that I go to when I am stuck and I need to just like thought spew and he understands the core just because we've talked about it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And he's just like, still is like, why why is this, what does it do? What is it? why is this important? I'm like, and it's just, it was boggling my mind why why it wasn't like immediately apparent to him or even awesome or whatever. So it was a good reminder that like, this is not a hot drop for a lot of people, but, um, but it is for me. And anyway, this, this is me moving forward basically because I developed this plugin a long time ago, um, in Caleb time. So that's like, I don't know, probably maybe, a seven months ago or something. Um, yeah, I developed this plugin and I put whatever I put a lot of work into it. I, sort of surveyed all of the dom differs and patchers, even virtual dom differs and patchers, and tried to like take a bit from each algorithm and find what I thought was like the best algorithm and the cleanest to understand and the fastest and all that stuff. So I did all that, but I just let it sit there. I let it sit. It was actually in the, it's been in the Alpine repo publicly, but it hasn't been tagged or documented or anything because I've been scared of it, um, which is odd because... I understand this one, um but it's still a scary thing because it it feels like uh for it honestly it feels like app- like like um being Apple and developing apple silicone, you know it's like it's a core change if i if I were to use this in liveware it would be like swapping out an Intel chip with an apple silicone chip um tons of benefits, but it's such a core move that like a lot of things might break or things you know whatever it's just makes you scared. Um, so I've sort of the latest thing on my mind is like, you've had a lot of ideas. You've had a lot of, um, little projects, things that you've wanted to execute on and you've talked about it, but then you didn't pull the trigger on a lot of them and it's time to move forward. And especially, I mean, with this thing, this is what's sort of getting me in that spirit. Um, but yeah, it's time to realize the vision basically. It's like, You have the vision, then you execute on it somewhat, but then you get scared because you're like, well, I don't want to do all these crazy shifts without really doing my due diligence and releasing them incrementally and making sure that you don't just destroy everything for everybody. Um, But then there's a point where you end up just sitting on something and that's not good. It's time to move forward. Um, And I'm realizing that more and more that like these projects have to keep moving forward. You can't get stuck in fear. Essentially, it's a lot of fear. It's fear. And the more people that use these tools, the more I'm afraid of changing them. Um who somebody just started using Alpine that that was like kind of a big deal. Oh, Flutter. Um Flutter? Yeah, it's called Flutter, right? Google's like mobile thingy, whatever, pretty popular thing you may have heard of. It's called Flutter. And somebody found that they're using Alpine on their whole like landing page for Flutter, uh, which is pretty funny because they're not using Angular, which I think is hilarious that they're using Alpine, which is great. Um, and that's probably, so that's probably the most famous thing out there using Alpine. And it, and these things are cool and they make me feel good, but they also make me scared. They add onto the pile of things that I really don't want to create a bad experience for, you know, I obviously don't want to break them. And I'm, so I'm more hesitant to change, to make breaking changes than I've ever been. Um, and I think that's not really going to change. I'm just realizing more and more how, how you really segment your community, um, by making breaking changes and, uh, forcing people to update because there's a whole like massive group of people that will just basically not update maybe ever a lot of projects that just will not update ever. And a lot of projects that won't update right away. And so you and your in your mind palace as the creator of something, you see all the benefits, you go like, Oh, we need this. We've got to move forward. You do that. And then, um, and then you kind of forget that like the rest of the world hasn't done that. And so you cater to the new thing and now all the new stuff that you're, you're launching and whatnot, isn't available for for the other people. So I, I have it as a big goal to keep everything like all the liveware changes that I want to make, which on this theme, I have to move forward with a lot of that stuff a lot of the LiveWire changes that I want to make, um, I'm I'm now more and more dedicated to not breaking anything. Like, I think ideally in my perfect world, the next major version of LiveWire um, will have no breaking changes, which is funny because like, why would it be a major change? And I guess it's more just because it would mark a seismic shift in the code base. And I would want, you know, that kind of, and there, I don't know, there might be like a few tiny little changes here and there, but um, but yeah, I'm pretty dedicated to preserving the APIs that we've put out there so that people's packages don't go to waste um and people's applications can upgrade with, you know, seamlessly, whatever. Okay, but that's not the point of this thing. The point of this thing is that, yeah, it's time to move forward. There just comes a point where you have to, um you have to shed some of the fear and you have to move forward in the right direction. And just kind of the antidote to the fear is uh testing and time and Doing things, I guess, more responsibly is like doing beta releases and having people test out as much as they can. Um, and that kind of thing before actually launching it, but yeah, you got to move forward. You can't be stuck in this land of, I don't know, is that something that other people identify with? You probably have to identify with that, right? Like even just, you know, if you're not building a framework or even a public package, but you're working on any application. Um, I know that that's a big thing is like, Everything starts out all fast and smooth and great and awesome and inspired in the beginning of any project but then over time there's a there's something that happens this effect that happens where um where the more and more things you add the more and more uh concerns there are the more it's used the more people that rely on it the more mission critical it is the more that all builds into just a fear and i've seen that happen where developers kind of end up in this place of feeling under it all and i've talked about that a lot that's a huge part of the developer experience and then these things happen, like a new developer comes in and they don't have that fear. So they make big shifts confidently. And then, and everybody ends up being happy about that for the most part. Um, and it's like, yeah, you kind of have to remember as a developer to shed that fear and move forward and make the changes that, you know, need to be made. Um, cause that's the thing you're so intimately familiar with your project. You know, the things that should, the way that things should be, you know, that, and I know it's not as simple as just making them happen. Um, but you can definitely impact those changes in small ways. You can bite off chunks in a little bit. You can, you know, lobby to the stakeholders of your project to allow you to make some of those changes and give you time to do that. Um, But yeah, you got to move forward. So yeah, I don't really have much more to say beyond that, but that's just kind of what's on my mind as I launch this morph thing is like, time to go let's freaking go let's get this out there let's get people using it let's iron out the kinks and then let's use it in livewire without tagging i don't i think i'm going to try to use this without tagging a major change in livewire um, because it shouldn't like change any apis or anything i've tried to conform this morph uh, pretty closely to morph dom's lifecycle hooks and their api um, but the core is obviously completely rewritten so in theory um, i should be able to swap out livewire onto this and not tag a major change, but it will definitely be a major change in, in the software. Um, so that would have to be a release that either gets tagged as a beta release or just stays on master for a bit. And we start a new branch for the current major version, or I don't know, or just do a big campaign and just like everybody pull on master and use it and tell me that it works. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we got to move forward with that. And, uh, yeah, that's that. So yet another thought in the land of the open source, by the way, happy Thanksgiving week. Um, uh, yeah, it's black Friday. I'm doing a black Friday sale on my make VS code. Awesome course, putting it half off. So if you want it, it was double the price that it is. Yeah. It it was double the price that it is today, yesterday. Um, and then it'll be that way for this week and yeah, everybody and their brother's doing a black Friday sale and I'm jumping on board with it. Um, yeah, and whatever. So I don't know. And I guess while I'm talking about that course, the, the sales pitch, it's funny because I really, like I pair with people a lot and they, and I'm, and you know, they'll be like, how do you do that? Or how do you do this? So two things like, and, I, and I'm like, well, you know, I know a guy who made a course that tells you how to do all that stuff. Um, and just watching other people be slow um, and have unoptimized workflows is like, this course is a solution to that. Um, and I know it's not for everybody. Everybody has their own different thing and really, you know, power users have their own patterns and whatnot, but I guess if you, you know, if you haven't got it, like here, here's maybe one thing I would want to tell you is if, is if you have something in your mind, like, oh, I could just read the VS code docs. Like this is just a a guide of how to use VS code. It's really not. It kind of is like, I've, I've tried to create a workflow that is makes logical sense that you could almost by sort of inheriting a few of these opinions, you could intuit like how, what shortcut keys and things you might use to do different things, you know, because I'm, I try to develop like a, f- like a mental framework for interacting with a code editor. Um, and, you know, instead of having like a million different uh, key bindings to memorize over time, this isn't a course that's going to teach you all of VS code's key bindings and force them into your head. Uh, it's not that it's basically like reworking those key bindings so that they really make sense and are logical. And that you, if you, if your muscles forget your brain can intuit, you know, what the shortcuts are. So whatever, if you haven't, if you're not into it, if you haven't, like, if you don't feel like you're totally solid on your setup, go buy the course, you should do that. Um, so that's that. And I also tweeted out my settings file, um, just for free. So and that was something that is included in the course, but I just copy and pasted my exact settings file for my VS code setup and put it in a tweet. So if you want that, go grab that. Um, that's that. Thanks for hanging. I'll be seeing you later. Bye. bye, 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 bye.